Pastor Xavier Reese recognizes how one day every knee shall bow. We are to bless His name. We are to know His name is excellent. We are to put our trust in His name. We are pardoned in His name. We are to give glory to His name. We are to exalt His name together. We are to fear His name. We are to praise His name forever. For my name shall be great among the nations, says the Lord Yahweh. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt His name together. This simple truth from Psalm 34 reminds us that in biblical thought, a name does not merely identify, it expresses the essential nature of its bearer. And so today, Pastor Xavier makes this application to the third commandment, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Let's listen. As we continue here, our series of the Ten Commandments, we come to the third Let me read here verse 7. It says, uh, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Straightforward. The person would be acting irreverent against the knowledge of God. The person would be acting irreverent against the witness of God on Mount Sinai. These are the people he's talking to. The person would be acting irreverent against the holiness of God. The person would be acting irreverent against the only God. Because he just showed them that the gods of Egypt were no gods at all, right? Now, the Lord Yahweh will be judging the individual according to the measure of light he or she possesses then. It's a simple principle. The people were the ones who had been delivered from Egypt. The people were the ones who had crossed the Red Sea on dry ground. They saw the Egyptian army destroyed. The people were the ones present there at Mount Sinai, the very place where Yahweh commanded Moses to bring them to serve him as he told them in Exodus 3.12. The people knew Sinai communicated holiness in chapter 19. They were instructed by Moses to prepare them to meet with this holy God. The people witnessed the manifestation of theophanies, lightning, thunder. They heard the voice of God. They feared in 19. So this whole section, 19 to 24, is the covenant. In the book of the covenant, the Lord Yahweh himself will be the judge of the person by his flawless attributes. This is who he is. Flawless. The qualification for God to judge man is first of all by his natural attributes. He alone possesses omnipotence, all-powerful, omniscience, all-knowing, omnipresent, all-present. So he has all power, all knowledge. He's everywhere. That in itself would be sufficient, right? But he has foreknowledge. He knows things before they happen. <laughs> That'd be a neat little thing to have, huh? Wisdom. 
the perfect application of all knowledge and information. Eternal. Ever existing. He's outside of man's time domain. Infinite. He's unlimited. Self-determining. He's immutable. He's ever constant. He never increases, never decreases. He is sovereign. Unaffected. Unrestricted. Unhindered by anything. Acting independent and perfect in all decisions. That's his attributes that he doesn't communicate. He alone possesses them. Then there are the attributes that are called moral or communicable attributes that he communicates to us and we manifest those also as sons and daughters of God. The first is holiness. He is the epitome of holiness. The heavens are not pure in his sight. You and I were the epitome of sin. But by his grace, now we can live a holy life. Righteousness. He is equitable with his dealings with man. So now we can also deal right with our fellow man. He's faithful. That means he's true to everything he says and everything he does towards man. We can do that also. Mercy. He has compassion towards man. We can be compassionate towards another. Grace. Abundance. Benevolence. (laughs) Unmerited favor. And we can do likewise because we have received. Goodness. God's action of benefit to his creation. The rains falls on the just and the unjust. Kindness. The pity of God for man. And so we can pity one another. Love. He is caring, protective, providing in every way. And so we can do the same. He's patient. He's slow to anger, to wrath. He gives every opportunity. And we can do that too. Those attributes is what makes him a righteous judge. You understand? No mistakes. <laughs> now the Lord Yahweh will be judging the individuals for taking the name of God in vain. The words are the external and the primary evidence against the person here. They lift them up with their lips. They have used the holy name of God without true devotion. They have used the holy name of God with dishonest words, feigned words. They have used the words of the holy God to advance and benefit themselves. Now the words are the manifestation of thoughts behind the words. This is the internal evidence against the person. Though the focus is the words, but there's thoughts connected to your words. You don't just speak. Thoughts have to be formed first. The initial thoughts of misusing the name of God has to come first. You have to think it first. God knows our thoughts before we even get them there. (laughs) The contemplating of the goal, using the name of God is up on our little squirrel cage before it comes through our lips. The plotting of the plan to achieve the goal, using the name of God. We're, we're figuring it out. The consideration of getting away with using the name of God without Yahweh knowing it. Well, that's insanity. It begins in our minds. Now the thoughts and the words have behind them 
a motive for using the name of God in vain. For pretense, for popularity, for deceit, for enrichment. You keep the list going. There are many motives. Listen to the words of Jesus, uh, Matthew 5, 33 to 35. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Yes and no is sufficient. That's all you have to say. This principle of judgment is illustrated beautifully as um, they were in the wilderness and one of the woman's son blasphemed the name of the Lord Yahweh and cursed God. And they didn't know what to do, so they confined him and they went to God and sought his counsel and God says, you take that young man out and the whole congregation stoned him to death. In Leviticus 24, 11 through 16. And he says, the person that takes the name of the Lord in vain or in blasphemy, he shall not live. I mean, his name is holy. His name entails who he is, what he's done, what he can do, what he has said. The third commandment is not to protect God, but to protect man, you and I. As all his word is. Because the name is the revelation from God. And so is his word. To convert us, to instruct us, to protect us, to warn us. Listen to um, Psalm 19, verse 7 through 14. The law of the Lord Yahweh is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord Yahweh is sure, making wise and simple. The statutes of the Lord Yahweh are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord Yahweh is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord Yahweh is clean, enduring forever. The judgment of the Lord Yahweh are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired today than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned. And in keeping them, there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from secret faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless, and I shall be innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord Yahweh, my strength and my redeemer. Ladies and gentlemen, this Bible is for your and my protection. God's not trying to protect himself. <laughs> the judgment of God will reveal the most hidden things. Jesus put it this way in Luke 8, 17 through 18. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. Therefore take heed, listen, take heed how you hear. For Whoever has, to him more will be given. And whoever does not have, even that that seems to have will be taken from him. There's the principle again. The measure of light you've received. The judgment of God will be according to truth, deeds, without partiality, and according to the gospel, Paul says in Romans 2, 2, 6, 11, and 16. Perfect. The judgment of God on every person will be unto perfection then. 
No mistakes. In fact, Revelation 19, 1 and 2 puts it this way. After these things, I heard a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power belongs to the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments because he has judged the great harlot who corrupted the earth with her fornication. And he has avenged on her the blood of his saints and shed by her. Perfect judgment. The wheels of God's justice move exceedingly slow. At times it seems. But they grind exceedingly fine also. (laughs) The judge will be Jesus Christ. Jesus said it himself in John 5, 24 through 27. More so surely I say to you, he who hears my words and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment but has passed from death to life. Most assuredly, I say to you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear it will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself and has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the Son of Man. The explanation for the third commandment is judgment. For the abuse of God's name. Now notice thirdly. The relationship of the third commandment to the first two commandments. The person who takes the name of Yahweh his God in vain. Breaks the first commandment. The person is denying the only God. The person is rebelling against the true and living God. The person is challenging God to judge him. The person is declaring God does not mean what he says. The person is rejecting the revelation of God through his word as opposed to fabricated idols. Isaiah 43.10 puts it this way. You are my witnesses, God speaking, says the Lord Yahweh. And my servant, whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Besides me, there is no God formed, nor shall there be after me. This is a repeated phrase from chapter 40 of Isaiah to 66. Over and over and over again. Now the person who takes the name of Yahweh, his God in vain, also breaks the second commandment. The person has made God a mere image by the pursuit of his goal in misusing or abusing the name by taking the name in vain. It's just a process. The person has bowed to whatever they are pursuing, making it his God. Using God's name as some magical formula for self. And much of the Positive confession movement is like that. Seed faith. Plant your faith. Sow and reap. It's a distortion. It's making riches our God. The person has declared that God is not a jealous God who will visit in judgment. They're saying God's indifferent. He don't really care. The person has Mock the mercy of God that reveals the need of repenting and getting right with God. 
So they continue abusing and misusing the name of God. But the person also who takes the name of Yahweh, his God, in vain has lost the most basic thing, the fear of God. The person becomes a fool then, acting as if there is no God. I think David illustrates this point of judgment most excellent. Listen to his words to Goliath, the, um, the big giant. First Samuel 17, 45, David said to Goliath, the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord Yahweh of hosts, the captain of the armies of heaven. And that's what follows. The God of the armies of Israel, who you have defined. What incredible strength, what incredible wisdom, knowing that there's nobody that can defeat God. I'm in awe at the way people speak today from the pulpit, from the pew, from the liberal media, to the educators. One day they will face God. They don't believe He exists. They don't believe He exists. Many have found that out already. The minute you die, you're instantly present with God or apart from Him. And you will know whether you are right or wrong immediately. And it's all based on the revelation of the Bible. God honors his name above his word. Listen to Psalm 138.2. I will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified, honored your word above your name. You know what he thinks about his name? He's honored his word above his name. God subjects himself, limits himself to, and makes himself accountable to and for his word. He does not hold you responsible for anything he has not revealed. Isn't he great? (laughs) God's name is spoken against by many who call themselves Christians and pastors by denying the name of Jesus being the only way today. Ecumenical with a seeker-friendly church, the emerging church, blasphemous. Maybe you've seen that sticker around on cars that says, uh, if you can't find Jesus, look for his mother. Blasphemous. She is not co-redemptress, as the Catholic Church says. Blasphemous. Malachi 1.6 declares it succinctly. Listen to it. A son honors his father. And a servant is master. If then I am the father, where is my honor? And if I am the master, where is my reverence? Says the Lord Yahweh of hosts, the captain of the armies of heaven. To you priests, you despise my name. Yet you say, in what way have we despised your name? A very sarcastic book, Malachi, the last one. They're doing all this stuff and they're saying, where have we? Well, I mean, they're so far gone. Amazing. Much of that's going in the church today, ladies and gentlemen. The Lord's Prayer is a warning against taking God's name in vain. You ever thought about it? It's a model prayer, not to repeat it like a parrot, but to examine what should 
included in the priorities about thinking what we say. Listen to it. Our Father in heaven, hollow or holy be your name. That is the top statement. You're to grab the hold that he is your Father in heaven. You shouldn't judge him by your Father on earth. <laughs> okay? And he's holy. Now under that, your kingdom come. When you pray that, do you mean it? Or you take it in vain? Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Do you mean it? If you don't, it's in vain. Give us this day our daily bread. Do you depend upon him every day? Do you thank him every day? And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Ooh. How are we doing? And do not lead us to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Do I tempt myself constantly? The scriptures tell us the following about the name of God. Listen carefully. We are to not profane his name. We are to know he has placed his name in Jerusalem. We are to bless his name. We are to know his name is excellent. We are to put our trust in his name. We are to remember his name. We are pardoned in his name. We are to give glory to his name. We are to exalt his name together. We are to fear his name. We are to praise his name forever. We are to sing and honor his name. We are to know that the name of God is a strong tower. We are to know that the Lord of hosts is his name, the captain of the armies of heaven. We are to call his name Emmanuel, God with us. His name is Jesus. One day soon, Jesus will return first for his church in the rapture, then with his church to defeat the armies of the world that will be in the valley of Megiddo. And they're going to try to stop Jesus from setting up his kingdom. And once Jesus destroys them, he will set up his kingdom. And there is nothing they're going to be able to do. Listen to Malachi 1.11. It says, Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. All will bow. You want to bow now in repentance so no judgment comes to you. You bow then when he comes back, it's for judgment, not for salvation. Listen to Malachi 1.11. He says, For from the rising of the sun, even to the going down, my name shall be great among the Gentiles or the nations. In every place, incense shall be offered to my name. And a pure offering for my name shall be great among the nations, says the Lord Yahweh, the Lord of hosts, the captain of the armies of heaven. Wow. The relationship of the third commandment to the first two is the abuse denying the greatness of his name. Man. Here we have the third commandment from these three perspectives. What an awesome instruction to us. The proclamation of the third commandment is against the abuse of God's name. The explanation for the third commandment is judgment for the abuse of God's name. And the relation of the third commandment to the first two is the abuse of denying the greatness of his name. Maybe we'll think a little different about the name of God after this study. We're a little more reverent. O oh Lord, 
our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, you who set your glory above the heavens. Pastor Xavier Reese, ascribing the proper honor to the name of the Lord in another installment of our Simple Truth series of the Ten Commandments today. Now, just before we close, let me quickly mention that copies of today's study titled God is to be Honored are available on CD for just $4. And this will also include everything Pastor Xavier shared the last time we were together as well. And the title to ask for once again is God is to be Honored. Or you can mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make a request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And thanks for mentioning the call letters of this station when you get in touch. This helps us track the effectiveness of this ministry in your area. And then join us for more Simple Truths next time with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California www.calvarychapelpasadena.com